0: Podcast. This is Kim Eagle. I hope the summertime is going great. I can't even believe that July is basically over. It flew by for sure, and that's even in the hottest temps for us here in Austin, Texas. I hope your summer has been a lot cooler than it has been here. Of course, we've got these record high temps. I haven't seen 100 so much with humidity in my whole life. And I'm not sure how much I love that. As a runner, it's not ideal. I have to tell you, I've been getting up very, very early to get my runs done before that summer heat kicks in. And even sadly enough, if I get out the door, even by 6, 6.30, I open that garage and I walk out and it is is like the thickest, hottest, warmest air ever. (laughs) even before the sun comes up, it is just sticky and warm out. So I just hope that you live in a place where it's not like that. And you can actually take a deep breath of fresh air and there's a little crispness in the air. I I do, I truly do miss some crisp, mornings, but they will be back. So (laughs) I will patiently wait. I do hope your summer's going well, but I know how it gets this time of year. Um, summer is in full swing and it's kind of exhausting at this point. I feel like this is a point where I start to really look forward to the fall and fall is my favorite season. So I just really look forward to, like, getting schedules back on track. And for a lot of people, that means getting their nutrition back on track and their workouts back on track because it's just so hard in the craziness of summer. So I want to let you know that I have a brand new nutrition program launching in the fall that I am so excited about. Um, It's different than anything I've ever done. And it's basically, well, you know what i'm gonna I'm not gonna say too much, but it is launching in the fall. So be ready, keep listening for when registration is going to open because it's going to open in August. Um, and I really think you're going to want to get on board with this one. It's kind of just hit at the perfect time when you are ready to dial it all back in. So keep checking in on the podcast on my social media. I hope you follow Earn That Body on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I will definitely be posting there some information about the new program coming up as well. All right, everybody, what are we talking about today? Something that's very, very important to me, something that is very close to my heart as a nutrition coach. I want to talk about changing your relationship with food. Now, I've had clients tell me before that the Earn That Body program changed their relationship with food, and that was probably the biggest compliment I've ever received, And I've heard it from numerous clients, so thank you so very much for for letting me know that it had that impact on you. Because people's relationship with food has gotten so, I feel like, out of touch with where it needs to be, and it impacts them, and it might be impacting you in so many ways. So I want to talk today with you about, there's about six things that I want you to understand when it comes to your relationship with food and how to basically adjust that relationship if you feel like you have an unhealthy relationship with food. And it's possible that this relationship with food, sound like I'm repeating myself a lot, but it's possible that this relationship is holding back what you can potentially do with maybe weight loss or getting in your best shape or feeling your best because this relationship is so off track. So I really think that these six things we're going to talk about today might reset your brain and how you think about food. So we're going to talk about all of that after this.
1: And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration.
0: In today's Eagle Eye on Health, coming to you from Consumer Reports on Health Magazine, they had a great article, and it was talking about the best ways to lower blood pressure now. Now, I have a lot of clients with high blood pressure, and so I take it very seriously. If you're someone who does have high blood pressure, or maybe you don't want high blood pressure, you have to understand that there are so many things that you can do to avoid high blood pressure. And it's important that you know these things, whether you do or don't have it, so that it doesn't get out of control and so that you feel more in control. To me, there's nothing better than feeling like, hey, I control my body. So if I had high blood pressure, the first thing I would do is immediately look at the things that I could do in my life to not have high blood pressure. Instead of focusing on what pill can I take for my high blood pressure, first, I would do everything imaginable in the healthiest real way possible, meaning not shifting to drugs right away. But if you are someone who takes medication for your blood pressure, that's totally fine if that's what the doctor has recommended for you. So by no means am I telling you to go off your medication. But I will tell you this. I've had many clients finish the Earn That Body program, go to their doctors, get their blood work done, and their doctors were amazed and took them off their blood pressure medication. And they were able to maintain a wonderful, healthy blood pressure. So what are some of the things this article says that you can do to lower your blood pressure? Well, the first thing you need to know are some of these key numbers. For most adults, normal blood pressure is below 120 over 80. A systolic, that's your top number, that 120, pressure number between 120 and 129 with a diastolic, that's the bottom number, pressure of less than 80, is defined as elevated. 130 to 139 systolic or 80 to 89 diastolic is considered high blood pressure or stage 1 hypertension. Now, in general, anyone with levels over 130 over 80 should consider medication according to this article, but always discuss it with your doctor, all right? Now, what is something you can do to lower blood pressure now? Well, the first thing the article talks about is eating the right foods. So the dietary approaches to stop hypertension, they are, um, are foods that are rich in fruits, vegetables, whole grains, low-fat dairy. And this has been shown to lower blood pressure when you eat things like this. You also have to ditch the salt shaker or use way, way less because as we age, we are more likely to become salt-sensitive. And that means blood pressure spikes if you eat a cheeseburger, if you eat fries, if you eat all those chips and queso, All that sodium is going to make your blood pressure go even higher. So you want to focus your diet on whole foods instead of all those packaged or pre-made store items. I have to tell you, I have so many clients who come and they start logging their food and they're eating all of these pre-packaged foods at the market. And they think that because it's, I don't know, because the it was made in the deli at the market, that it's somehow healthy. A lot of these pre-packaged foods, these pre-made dinners that you see at the market, they're loaded in sodium. So that's usually the first thing they learn very quickly on my program, is how much sodium is in the food that you eat when you eat out. And it's why I encourage so many people to stop eating out so often, because it definitely will impact sodium and therefore could impact your blood pressure. Now, the next thing the article says is you should move and strengthen. Sitting less and moving more are critical parts of the AHA's recommendation for lowering mildly to moderately elevated blood pressure 12080 to 139 over 89 according to a scientific statement published in 2021 in the journal Hypertension. And while aerobic exercise may be key, resistance training can help as well. So keep moving your body, get that resistance training in. This is nothing new, right? Everything I talk about on the Earn That Body podcast is already giving you a lifestyle that would benefit you and help you keep your blood pressure down. Now, the last thing the article talks about, and I feel like so many people just dismiss this one, you've got to get a handle on stress. Under stress, your body releases hormones that increase the heart rate, constrict your blood vessels, and that's driving blood pressure up. During the past two years, many of us have been in a heightened state of stress for an extended period of time, and that's not good for your blood pressure. Now, meditation may help. A 2020 study published in the American Journal of Cardiology found that people who meditated regularly were less likely to develop high blood pressure than those who didn't. It doesn't matter whether it's five minutes or 10, as long as you try to do some meditation every day and find some relaxation exercises that click for you. It's so important, everyone. Um, Stress will impact your blood pressure. Stress does release cortisol hormones into your blood. And when we have high cortisol, a lot of things happen in the body. Like I have a lot of clients who struggle to lose weight because of their high stress. And so once we start working on their stress with meditation, which is actually part of phase two of the Earn That Body program, is we start bringing in some meditation because I want to work on all facets of your health. I don't just want to focus on nutrition. I don't just want to focus on your workouts. I want you to have mental health and mental clarity as well. And so meditation is a way to do that. So really making sure you understand that you've got to get a handle on your stress for the sake of your blood pressure is super important. So many people just sort of tell me, well, I have a very stressful job and there's nothing I can do about it. Well, that's true. Like sometimes we can't change the job that you have. But we can do things about it, meaning maybe before you go into work, you do a five-minute meditation. Maybe you do one at lunchtime. Maybe you do it after work when you get home just to, like, chill out. There are still ways that you can deal with stress. So don't ignore it and don't assume that just because you have stress in your life that you can't also make a change. So that's everything in the article today about blood pressure. I do think those things are so key to understand. Eating the right foods, we already knew that. Moving and strengthening the body, we already knew that. And working on your stress levels, we kind of already knew that too. But put it all together and just remember that as we age, that's when we start to see ailments. And things like high blood pressure, all of a sudden you go to the doctor and that's not something you dealt with when you were younger. But all of a sudden, you have it. But I want you to know and I want you to feel empowered that you have a lot of control over that by taking action with those kinds of things. All right, everyone? Now, let's talk about the next fantastic thing, which is changing your relationship with food. Let's face it, many of us, Many have a very poor relationship with food. Now, what does that even mean? Well, it means something different for everyone. But I can tell you that I didn't always have a great relationship with food. And I used food in my younger years when I was lonely, before I was married, in graduate school primarily. Um, I was sort of in an unhappy state for a long period of time. And so food was something that I used to feel better. Does that sound familiar? I think it's pretty common out there, right? Uh, That's why we have comfort foods, things that make us feel more comfortable. And comfort foods are generally not very healthy. And I kind of think it's sad that it sort of works out this way because when our body needs the most healthy food is during those times that we're sort of blue, sad, not feeling well, not feeling our best. That's when we really need to put in as much healthy food as we can to build our system up, to be strong. But yet, again, even I did it too. We use that time and the food to feel better. So yeah, like the chocolate cake is going to make me feel better at that moment when I found out that the guy I was dating did God knows what, and now I'm so upset that I'm going to eat this chocolate cake because that's going to make me feel better. Of course, we know that it only makes you feel better for probably the first two bites. Then you continue to eat the rest of the cake because, I mean, you already started, so you may as well finish because you know you're just going to start your diet tomorrow. Yes, I used to say the same thing, everyone. And then after you eat the entire cake, not only do you still feel really blue about what just happened in your life, but now you feel sick as well, (laughs) because I'm sorry, you don't need to eat the whole chocolate cake generally, but we do, and then we feel really sick. So that's a relationship, a relationship with food, where we were using food to feel better, using food to fill loneliness. Very common, very, I want to say, I don't want to say it's normal, but it's, it's really become uh, a big part of who people are to use food that way. It's, it's one of the few things you can do to feel better almost instantly, right? It's that like instant gratification of going and grabbing that candy bar. It's like, oh, tastes so good, you know, and that, that happiness, that joy, that taste makes you feel better for a short, short while. But what's happened is over time, we have also been blasted, especially with social media, about diets, about what you should look like, about what Beyonce's doing to look this good, about what you know this one's doing to she just lost 10 pounds. And so all of a sudden, we are presented with things that Change our relationship with food. Because Beyonce went on this diet where she didn't eat sugar for like 30 days or something, like any sugar at all. And I'm I'm sort of making this up, but I'm sort of not. Like I did read that she did that, but I can't tell you the details. <laughs> all I know is that after the concert, she was trying to lose all that weight for, she like binged on all the sugar and all that blah, blah, blah. It happens to everyone. But what I'm saying is we hear these things like, oh, you have to remove sugar. That's what she did oh, you can't eat carbs, that's what she did. And all of a sudden we're hearing all these things and they're flashing in our face and it's social media day in, day out. And what do you think that's doing? It's changing our relationship with food because it's telling us, well, that's a bad thing and we have to look a certain way. And so now we can't eat this. And this we can't eat either because this is making you fat. And all these little things, day after day, year after year, Over time, what all of this is doing is it's changing the way we look at food. And so I always want to get back to the basics for my clients because it's what I did long ago. You know, long ago, I told you, I used to do all the fad diets too. And I used to use food to feel better. And, you know, one day it all changed for me. Uh, And I've talked about it many times in past episodes, but one day it all changed for me when I wanted to get in the best health and shape of my life. And I needed to do it in the right way because I already did all the things that don't work. I had already been on every diet there was, and those weren't working, right? And I wanted to feel strong and I wanted to feel good. And now I want everyone to feel that way. That's why I'm in the job that I'm in. So the first way that I can do that for people is by helping them see food for what it really and truly is. So the first thing I want you to start thinking about, whether you think you have a bad relationship with food or not, a healthy relationship or an unhealthy relationship, the first thing I want you to understand is that food is not exactly what's causing the weight gain. All right, so all food is not causing weight gain. And so if you're only looking at food for weight loss reasons, like all day long you're obsessing about what you should or shouldn't eat because you want to be a certain weight, you're trying to lose weight, or you're trying to maintain a weight, food is not the devil. Now, there are some caveats here. There are some things that go with that. So if food is not what's causing weight gain, well, what is? Well, A, the quantity of food right? So you should be able to eat things. You should be able to eat pizza. I eat pizza. You should be able to eat Mexican food. You should be able to have the chocolate cake. I eat all of those things. It's the quantity that you have to be very careful of. Yeah, I can't eat the whole pizza pie, and I can't eat the whole chocolate cake, and I really shouldn't eat the whole bag of chips, but I can have all of those things, but in a more moderate quantity. And the second thing is, yeah, there are some healthy foods, and then there's some that are unhealthy foods. And so you want to always decipher, like, is this healthy for my body? Or is this a processed bag of God knows what? I look at the label and I can't pronounce half the things there are. Food is not what's causing the weight gain. The quantity and the unhealthy options, those are more of what you need to be cautious of. But stop seeing all food as a bad thing. The second thing I want you to do is I want you to start seeing food as fuel for your body, right? So a car cannot go unless it has fuel in it, right? We don't think like, oh, I don't want to fill my car up with fuel because it's going to gain weight. (laughs) We say, I want to put fuel in my car because it needs to go and it's not going to go from A to B if it doesn't have fuel in it. But fuel is the same thing as calories in our body, right? And so if we don't see food as fuel for our body, then you might be the person who's eating way too little right now because you're trying to lose weight. And you're barely eating because you're thinking, I can barely lose weight and I eat barely any calories. Oh, my God, if I eat even more calories, I'll be even heavier. So I can never eat a lot of calories. And you are eating so little and fueling your body so low that you've now shut down or at least slowed down your metabolism because as I talk about all the time, your body is smarter than you. And it says, okay, if she's not going to give me enough calories, I have to slow all the systems down in my body right now to survive. And the way that it does that is it slows down metabolism. Because things are not, you're not giving it the the, the things that it needs to be set on fire. I like to think of the metabolism as a big thing of fire. And if the fire is going out, you need to give it more Uh, gasoline in a way, to fuel, right? Gasoline to keep the fire going. If your metabolism is fire, you want to keep it alive. Every time you eat less and less and less, your fire is going out and it's harder to fire back up. So slow metabolism, yeah, you're barely eating anything. You're not losing any weight, right? If you're struggling to lose weight and you're barely eating anything and nothing's changing and you're so tired of this, it's because you're not eating enough. And I know that sounds so weird and it goes against everything you ever learned and thought. But if you knew how many clients I have that come to me and I say, okay, you're not eating enough. This is what we're going to do. We're going to give you more to eat. And they freak out and they say, Oh my God, there's no way I can eat more because I'm not losing weight by eating less. And I say, okay, but what you were doing wasn't working. Right? So let's try something new. Do you trust me? And those who trust me, Have gotten really great results and they're in awe they're like i can't believe all this time i've been starving myself of healthy food because i thought i had to eat less to lose weight so eating too little means you're not seeing food as fuel at all and you're doing a detriment to your metabolism eating too little also means you're never gonna perform well just like that car is not going to perform well if you are not giving it gas And at the same time, there's also like good quality gas and poor quality gas out there, right? And so the the best gas that you can put in your car, it's going to perform at its best. Well, that's the equivalent to putting the best healthy food in your body as your fuel. So just fueling with unhealthy food, you're not going to perform very well, right? But if you start fueling with healthy real food now, well now your performance is also going to increase. And when I'm talking about performance, like I'm saying, you get up and go exercise, do you feel groggy and lethargic the whole time? Or do you feel absolutely amazing and you're getting stronger and you're getting faster in what you're doing? Because if you eat too little, you're not going to increase performance. You are gonna plateau and potentially go let, like you're like, gosh, I'm actually not getting stronger. I'm getting weaker. I used to be able to do way more push-ups and now I am just like dead on the mat, you know? That's why. Because you're not giving your body enough fuel. And here's the thing that's so amazing. It's like, if you put it into this full circle and cycle, you eat enough, you fuel with healthy food, now my performance is peaking and I can run farther, I can run faster, I can lift heavier. And because of that, now you're burning even more calories than before. So if you give your body enough fuel, you're going to perform better. You're going to burn more calories. And this is another reason why you're going to all of a sudden see weight loss. Because you're firing up that entire system by seeing food, healthy food. I should, I should make sure you understand that. By seeing healthy food as fuel you're going to change your relationship with how you see food. The other thing I really want you to know, number three, I want you to understand that your body does need food, okay? Food is a good thing. It's a beautiful thing. People have bonded over meals for, you know, centuries now. Food can be such a beautiful part of people's lives. But you do have to choose real food, over processed foods. And when you eat real food, the body knows how to process it, how to metabolize it, how to handle it. You don't get bloated. You don't get stomach aches. You don't feel nauseous, generally, when you eat real food. And without the real foods, it's like your body gets really confused. And that's what happened in the world we live in today. We have so many artificial sweeteners and artificial chemicals and artificial dye in the food that your body will eat it and kind of be like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. Like, okay, this is sweet. This tastes really sweet, so that means I'm supposed to do A, B, and C because the body knows what it's doing. But when it's an artificial sweetener, now the body says, well, I don't, I don't think I ingested something sweet, but did I? It's like it confuses your system. I kid you not. That is why you never want to have artificial sweeteners. Nobody drinking diet soda is losing weight. Like there is no proof of concept on that anywhere, and it's not happening. Everyone I know that drinks diet soda is just simply addicted to diet soda, but they are not hitting any goal weights because they're drinking it. The body doesn't even know how to handle all of the chemicals in that diet soda. So understand that your body needs healthy food and healthy food is a good thing. And at no point should you be restricting yourself from eating healthy food if you're hungry. Now, number four is you've got to stop being so, so strict with your diet because when you are so so strict with your diet you are you do not have a healthy relationship with food so you got to know this right now you are not gaining weight because you had two apples today you're just that's not what you know because i have some clients who are like well i know i'm only supposed to have two fruits a day but i had three yesterday okay you're not gaining weight because you had three apples you're not No, it might be too much sugar in your day, and I do want you to get that balanced. But you have to understand that, I mean, if you were really hungry and you wanted that third apple and that apple is real food, that's a whole lot better than going and eating the whole pizza pie, right? Don't be so strict that you are starving and not eating an apple. You're not gaining weight because you ate carbs, Like, healthy carbs are essential in your diet. But we live in a time where everybody has decided that carbs are bad for you. And all these fad diets have been created so that you don't eat any carbs at all. And yes, people lose weight on those diets initially because they're just simply dropping calories by a ton because they took out all these carbs. And at the end of the day, they ate less calories, so they lost weight. And then they go off that fad diet, and what do they do? They do what Beyonce did, (laughs) they binge on all the carbs because your body needs that. So when you're so strict with your diet and you don't eat a certain nutrient like carbs, that's not helping your relationship with food. And by the way, an apple is a carb, a healthy carb, and you should be able to have an apple. It's not a problem. Now what about this one? Are you gluten-free? I have so many clients, they come to me, they say, I eat gluten-free and I say, okay, you know, do you have celiac? No, I don't have celiac disease. Okay. I I do have a gluten intolerance of some sort. Not really. I just, I don't eat gluten because, you know, I know it's healthier to be gluten-free. No, it's not. Actually, most gluten-free foods have more chemicals, more sodium, more additives to try to make them taste better. It's not healthier. So don't be gluten-free if you don't have a gluten intolerance or you have celiac disease. You're doing yourself a disservice because over time, if you only eat gluten-free things, then when you go back to eat something that has gluten in it, it's like then you really can't digest it because your body got so used to not having it. But don't you want to be able to enjoy a treat every now and then without being doubled over? So I'm definitely not a big gluten-free fan unless... You have an intolerance, or you have celiac disease, and you really need to be. So don't be so strict with your diet thinking that that's a a healthier way to be. And then the last thing about being so strict with your diet, if you're the person who's like, well, I can't eat that, and I can't eat that because that's not healthy, and that's not healthy, and then I can't have sugar, and I can't have carbs, and all of a sudden you're starving, but you can't eat anything. Because everything that you're looking at is, is on that fad diet list of no's. So you're starving. Starvation is never going to help you lose weight. So you're better off just changing your relationship with food and understanding that you can eat healthy food. And if you're starving, that's your body saying to you, I'm hungry. Now it's time to give me more fuel. It's not an, it shouldn't be an angry, upsetting, annoying thing. Like I have some clients who have come to me before and they're like, well, I don't want to be hungry. Well, I mean, I don't want you to be hungry either. So that's why I keep telling you, if you are hungry, you need to eat something. They see hunger as a bad thing because that means they're going to eat more. And if they eat more, they're going to gain weight. It's not how it works. Trust me. I have worked with thousands of clients for over 12 years. This is all I do. The people who are starving themselves and not eating enough are the ones who cannot lose weight. Their bodies will not change. Their bodies are literally in a state of stress and their body will not change. Their metabolism is as slow as possible. So starvation is never going to work because why? Because your body needs fuel and your body needs to eat. So what is something that you can do? Well, number five on my list for changing your relationship with food would be feed yourself as you would your child. I've talked about this before. Are you going to starve your child? I sure hope not. So feed yourself as you would your child. I try to feed my child healthy foods, real foods. Sometimes are there processed foods? Of course. Sometimes is there ice cream? Yeah. For my son, way too much, (laughs) but that's okay. Once in a while is fine, especially for us, for the kids, you know, let them let them have as many healthy foods as possible with a few treats in between. Don't be strict with them and don't be too strict with yourself, but feed yourself as you would your child. Healthy foods, no starvation, some treats, and a whole lot of balance. That's what I want for my child. I want them to eat healthy. I only have one. I want my child to eat healthy. I want them to not worry about eating too much or too little. Like, honestly, what I learned from having a child is how little the children really need to eat to get by. And if they are full then they are full and don't try to push food on them. And if you're full, well, that's great. But if we know you're not eating enough and we know the calories are so low, then you're probably feeling so full because you've now slowed the metabolism down so much that we have to start building your metabolism back up. But feed yourself as you would your child. And then number six, the last thing that I want you to really understand, and I've already talked about it a little, but you have to know... Understand that hunger is your body talking to you. And it's sort of like a little tiny red flag that's going up that's saying, okay, we've gone too far. I now need that fuel. And that is a good, good thing. If your body still tells you it's hungry, that's good. It means all systems are running. Your body knows what it's doing. It says, oh, my fuel tank is low. I'm going to tell her that I'm hungry right now. And that means that your metabolism is working. I have worked with hundreds of very overweight people. And guess what? A lot of them, most of them, had no appetite anymore at all. They would eat so little. And though you probably look at them and wonder, okay, This person, you know, they must binge eat at night and not tell anyone because they just ate a salad for dinner, but they're grossly overweight. And they eat very little, but how could they eat that little and be so overweight? Well, guess what? It is more that they kept eating less and less and less over time. At some point, they were eating more and more and more and more. They put on all this weight. But then it's like they start eating less, less, and less trying to take it off. But at that point, their metabolism is basically so off balance, they have no appetite anymore. And it's really hard for them to lose weight. And it's such a challenge to get that metabolism going again, but it can be done. And I've worked with clients that it, you know we we have revved the metabolism back up, but it takes some time if they went into that period of eating less, 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 less for a long period of time. And then they don't feel hunger anymore. And I mean, don't you sort of like to feel hungry? Because I know I do. Like, I want to feel a little hungry before I eat my meal, for sure. Um, To not be hungry all the time, it's almost like when you're sick, you have a lack of appetite. That's like a symptom, right? The doctor asks you that, like, do you have this? Do you have that? Do you have lack of appetite? Well, that's like not feeling hungry, a lack of appetite. And it's not normal. That's not what you want. So the next time you're hungry... I want you to embrace it and be like, great, I'm hungry. What healthy food can I eat right now? I can eat. You can eat anything you want, people, if it's healthy, real food. And, you know, try to keep it within a a normal plate of food. If you're eating like six plates of real food, again, that's a quantity issue. But you should never feel like you can't eat food if you're hungry. Like for me, if I'm hungry, I go eat. Right away, I get hangry and cranky if I don't eat and I'm hungry. I don't want to feel hungry for a long period of time. I want to feel hungry right before I eat. But like, if I'm hungry, I go eat because I know my body obviously needs that fuel, right? So when you stop trying to do extreme dietary changes, like not enough calories, no carbs, no sugar, when you stop doing that, your body can acclimate to normal again. And every time you keep going back on the latest fad diet, you are setting your body and your metabolism back five to 10 steps. And when you do this, you're not honoring your body in any way. You're creating an unhealthy relationship with food by limiting the body of what it truly needs. And when you start to understand that these things impact your relationship with food, You might stop seeing food as being the bad guy. Like some people literally like they don't want to eat anything because they think food is bad. And that's when you start to see that there's a real problem with that relationship. And weight loss is never going to happen. And I'll be honest... People in those scenarios for long periods of time become very unhappy. They can become very depressed because they never really feel like they have that control of their body. They never get results. They do diet after diet. They never change their body. They can never lose the weight. And honestly, guys, sometimes you just have to hit rock bottom on all those diets before you hear a podcast like this and decide, oh my God, I don't want to go down that path again. Like, I'm ready to change my relationship with food. And that is all I want for everyone. I just want everyone to know that if you're hungry, please go eat. Starving yourself is not doing any good for your body. Find real food, find healthy food. And if you don't know where to begin, because maybe you grew up in a place where nothing healthy was ever served. Then start to do some research. You know, definitely follow me on social media. I try to post my meals. I even have a, a meal plan. You could buy the meal plan to see what one week of balanced nutrition looks like. Things like that. Um, I have the new nutrition program coming out this fall. That's definitely going to help reset a lot of people's uh, heads for eating real food again. So that's going to be a place you can start as well. I just want you to know starving's never going to answer your prayers. It's just not. So change your relationship with food one step at a time. I hope that just one thing I said today had maybe made a little dent in your head or planted a little seed, I should say that you will think about the next time you think food is bad or you think you shouldn't eat this or you shouldn't eat that. Instead, reverse it, ask yourself, how can I fuel my body right now because I'm hungry? right i hope you enjoyed the episode today and next week we're actually going to sort of keep going on with this theme we're going to talk about detoxing your system detox diets cleanses we want to understand what those are should you do them should you not do them because it's sort of the next step in changing that relationship with food so i will see you all or I will talk to you all next week. The Earn That Body podcast, always here to bring you fitness, nutrition, and health information you can put into play right away. For
1: more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.